So I made the commitment in that moment to go back, study Brad, the beaker, right? right? Study my emotions and get down to understanding which specific emotions made me hurt, made me bleed and rewire them. So I got the bleeding stopped in about six, to, six months to a year. Hey, hey, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you guys are at. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Succession, where our purpose is to pay success forward to each and every one of you. My name is Christopher Fu, and I'm the host for this podcast. As a reminder, this podcast is brought to you guys by Mavenbridge Capital, which is a private wealth management company out in Orange County, California. And so for today, I'm super excited for quite a couple reasons. Uh, first reason, you know, as you guys might notice, this is our very first video podcast of Succession. I knew that when I launched Succession, I initially wanted to have video, but I felt it would be too much for me seeing as, well, first of all, I've never launched a podcast. And so I just felt it would be a little bit too much uh, as an undertaking and I had no idea what to expect. But now having a couple episodes under the belt, uh, I feel a little bit more confident uh, so decided that I'm going to start incorporating video and I feel that it's going to be just an, an amazing medium uh, for you guys to really feel even more so the conversations that I have with uh, my, my guests and what we're trying to promote and help uh, with every one of you as our listeners. Uh, but additionally, the reason why I'm excited is that because of my guests who I have right next to me in video, uh, Mr. Brad Smith. So. Brad Smith, he is the founder and CEO of Stellar Insights, which is a business growth and consulting coaching company. Now, Brad has coached CEOs, business owners, and legislators for organizational growth and excellence for more than the last 25 years. Now, prior to founding Stellar Insights, Brad worked as a formulation chemist at Tech Labs, as well as a production plant and equipment designer for HP. Uh, Brad received his bachelor's degree from Oregon State University with a major in business management and a minor in chemistry, physics, and psychology. He went on to receive his MBA degree from the University of Oregon with a focus in marketing and finance. Now, Brad is someone who pursues insight and understanding into the convergence of business success, organizational excellence, and the practical actions it takes to consistently achieve significant business growth. I like this because in his words, he says that everything is a theory until you experience it and you can con consciously repeat that experiment. His passion is working with ambitious, curious CEOs, business owners, and their teams who are committed to their company, to the excellence and to their growth. With that, it is my pleasure to introduce you guys to my guest, Mr. Brad Smith. Thank you so much, Brad, for being on the show today. I'm excited to be here. It's, it's, it, and then, and the way you read that out, it's like, a, oh, okay. I know that guy, but <laughs> that sounds pretty amazing. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it is just an amazing, um, you know, resume that you have. And, and, you know, this show of course is, is all about how can we help people who are trying to find success. And, and I just got excited to have you on the show because that's your wheelhouse. That's exactly what you do for business owners and CEOs and helping them reach new levels that they never thought they were capable of doing. Well, the way I describe it is I'm, I'm a compulsive teacher. If I know how to do something and I see that somebody needs a few words from me, my commitment to myself is to open my mouth and help them go that. Yeah. Right? So one half inch, right? six miles doesn't matter. My goal is to help them grow. And I'm of the opinion that as I've kind of watched life, if you would, um, life is about learning, period. There's nothing in your life, doesn't matter how fun it is, how horrific it is, it's about learning. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, the, the older that I found myself getting, um, you know, I, I didn't really enjoy school as much as a young kid. I don't know 
not not a lot do right we like to go play and go to the playground and hang out with friends but i find that the older i get i just love learning and to your point you know i think that's really what life is about is is learning and seeing how can we learn as a people and as a community and help each other and make the world a better place. And that all stems from learning. Well, there are 7 billion of us on this planet. <laughs> and if each one of us learns the very best we can, you know, but I describe learners as three styles. There's the forward leaners, right? Those are people like me who like, we learn constantly. There's the people that just kind of go right? Mm -hmm. And oh, there's a Socrates quote, I'll give you in a second. And there's a people that are deeply resistant and they relearn, they learn really one brick wall at a time. So Socrates has this quote that I love. He said, smart people learn from everyone and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ordinary people learn from their experiences and stupid people already have the answer. <laughs> I love that. That's so true right? though. That's, that is well, so we, true. We have yeah. all these theories. We have all these theories about how life actually is. Uh -huh. There's, you know, certain theories here that in literally every major aspect of our life. Yeah. From spirituality to relationship to business. We have theories. And if you don't go after it as in, okay, this is an experiment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put everything into the beaker. In my case, my beaker is Brad, right? And I put stuff in and I see what happens when I change it one aspect at a time. So I was a chemist, right? I still, to some extent, am. And so you'd learn how to put things in a beaker and study the environment that that beaker is in, the circumstances that it's in, what's in the beaker, and then how you treat what's in the beaker. And if you go through it step by step by step, you will find that if you alter one parameter at a time only, and then watch for the results, you'll get to know what that one specific input will do for you. I, I love how you just took that, that metaphor of the chemistry. And I think it just, it, it mends so well with what you do. You know, that was, that was one of the things I want to ask, you know, you were a chemist, you know, for several years, what, what led you to make that change from chemist? And it seems like that was something that you loved and enjoyed into creating Stellar Insight and doing business coaching now? Okay, so there's history behind that. <laughs> okay, two, two or three things. My first hero was my dad. He was, um, he had a bachelor's in chemical engineering and a PhD in biochemistry. Wow. And we have a protein delivery industry right now. And he went to meet Johnson in Evansville, Indiana when I was five five and a half, I think, to invent that industry. Wow. His first product out was the liquid diet drink Metrocal in 1959. And the second one was protein delivery for athletes called Nutriment. Oh, okay. And so he did that. Oh, wow. Right? That, that was the household I grew up in. When we moved to um, Corvallis, Oregon, I watched him be involved in or start up 34 different companies as I was growing up. Every one of those stories would come through the house. 30 of them he managed to kill because he wasn't a business guy. He was a product guy, right? But I got to learn from that. I got within one term of a degree in biochemistry. That's the, the minor, right? Mm -hmm. the 90 hours of minors. Like, that's ridiculous, <laughs> Brad. But, you know, <laughs> um, but so, so there's the business and I was driven to learn. So when I went back and finished my bachelor's degree in business management and then my MBA, what I did then was I had the tools. Well, I got remarried, I first marriage, second marriage. My second wife brought me an article about a woman who had gone through Coach University and said, Brad, you need to call these people. You're already doing this. That's what when I was doing formulation consulting and design. Okay. You're, you need to, you need to call them so you can get, get what paid what you're worth. Oh, so nice. I called them up uh -huh. 1996, right? Called them up, went to a, a program and started and in, launched into their, their training program. It took me two years, but I found that it was already in me. I listened to people really well. So listening yeah. and guiding people. Oh yeah, I've had a few teachers along the way that guided me, but I'm like Socrates. I listen 
and learn from everything and everyone. Literally watching people walk down the street yeah. is I learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I love doing that. I actually love people watching and just kind of yeah. seeing, you know, if I can guess, you know, what they do, uh, you know, what their life they're currently going through, what they're thinking. I, it's, I think it's fun. It's a fun art to try and, uh, to do. There is a <laughs> level in intuition that will, if you practice it, let you with that skill, like watching people, you watch people. I've gotten to the place now because we know others, we can read others from ourselves. Mm -hmm. If you know your own heart and you know your own emotions, you can look at someone and read their entire character. Can you like expand upon that? Like as far as how you've learned that over the years, because that's very interesting, you know, uh, and I think that's to, to your point, it's you look inward. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a 26 year meditator. I did Kabbalah for uh, a dozen years. I led a class that I called enlightenment training. And my goal in that was to teach people how to, um, bear with me, be able to talk with people on the other side of the veil. Okay. It was my structure and my, my given, right? But out of that, what I've gotten is opening up of my intuitive mind. And it's, I was, I was an analytical chemist, formulation chemist, and I'm in the middle of my lab and I'm going about six months into the process. I'm going, oh my gosh, I can hold six times as much information in my brain and do the correlation that I couldn't do six months ago. Huh. And so it's like that. So when I look at someone, I get a kinesthetic. So intuition is direct knowing. Yeah. That's the definition, right? You're so right. I, I get a kinesthetic direct knowing of what their character is. And it breaks down because I trained my analytical mind to work with my intuitive mind and be able to look at someone, break down their character, look at the issues they have, look at the good things they have, look at their strengths and their weaknesses, and then guide them, if I'm coaching them, guide them to how to restructure their character. We think character is this set thing in stone. Right. Not completely morphable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Completely so, can be changed, you know, with the right uh, tools, the right mentors, the right people surrounding you um, well, to really change it takes things. commitment. Yeah. What are, what are you committed to? Step one, learn how to do commitment. What are you committed to that's worth everything in your life? And then you focus on that and you drive yourself to, you know, I wanted to become, bear with me. I wanted to become more honest. Yeah. Honest. Look inside and be brutally honest with myself and say, okay, where are you screwing up, Brad? Look at the patterns in my life. Where are things working for me? Where are they not working for me? How am I the cause? I, I, I love that, how you share the being honest with yourself, because I think we, we don't do that enough, right? We kind of look at the external environments and see what's the cause of me not succeeding or, you know, being able to achieve something. Oh, I was born into this, you know, things like that. That's a big one. And I think to your point, being honest is the best thing that we can do for ourselves. Cause at the end of the day, no one's going to push us to that next level, except us. You can have a bunch of people, right? Telling you what to do, but unless you believe it, it's not going to happen. So I'm sure that's what you tell all of the CEOs and business owners that you help that maybe are doubting maybe things in their business, or they can't accomplish certain levels. They felt that they reached their, 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 you know, ceiling. How do you, how do you help them overcome that? I'm sure you bring a lot of what you just said into your coaching and what you do. So my first guru, I will give him that was a gentleman in second grade. He was a second grader. Also, he was the youngest of a, of a family of five boys. Uh -huh. He was the second grade boy. Oh. Afternoon recess. I'm outside. It's warm because it's like May. He walks up to me, puts his fist into my abdomen, oh. right into my solar plexus, and I stop breathing. And he looks deeply into my eyes and he says, "Do you know what? Do you know what your initials stand for?" And then he walks off. And 
Three and a half minutes later, after I'd walked back into my homeroom, sat down on my chair, put my head down, I got my first real breath in three and a half minutes. <laughs> it occurred to me, did he mean bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've done my very best to live up to that and never take myself too seriously, but always be alert and aware. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> crazy how you turned. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you call him a guru. I find that interesting. You know, he was your well, bully. He, 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 was. he kind of opened things up for you. Yeah. He, he opened me up. Right. But it's like my whole character is built around learning. Yeah. It's like, if this is a situation that I don't like, and I've had some horrible ones, right? At age 18, this is a short story. I'll make it short. 18, fall term, freshman year, Oregon State, I developed a, an ulcerated colon, bleeding ulcerated colon. Wow. A lot of pain, really bad. When I got to the doctor, this was my second major guru, other than my dad, right? Um, the doctor said to me, gee, Brad, this is the quote, gee, Brad, if you'd have waited six weeks to come see me, you'd have bled to death. Jeez. So he had an 18-year-old on his hands. He had my full attention. Then he said, you'll never eat strawberries, corn, or lettuce, or anything with roughage ever again in your life. And my 18-year-old brain said, that chance by that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, which turned me, um, you have a psychosomatic disease. Your emotions affect the severity of your symptoms. Well, I knew what psychosomatic meant, and it meant that my emotions were causing my disease, and that if my emotions were causing it, I could go back and understand them. So I made the commitment in that moment to go back, study Brad, the beaker, right? right. Study my emotions and get down to understanding which specific emotions made me hurt, made me bleed and rewire them. So I got the bleeding stopped in about six to six months to a year. I got the intermittent, the pain down to intermittent in about three to five years. And then I went back into a specific memory that I had at about five, 15 months old. Mm -hmm. No, not that. At about 12 months old, went back into that memory of my first spanking and rewired it from an adult perspective with the help of hypnosis. Wow. That's... And with hypnosis... Wow. Once I rewired that, and I was about 46 when I did that, uh -huh. went back 47, I rewired that within a year, all my symptoms were gone permanently. That's amazing. That's fascinating. So that's not even something your doctor at 18 told you to do. He, he nope. said you can't eat strawberries, you can't eat these type of uh, things in order to right. try to heal. But you said, no, I'm going to still want to eat strawberries and everything else that you told me I, I couldn't. How did you... I, what I did was I made the decision. I made a full on level 10 commitment. I will conquer this period. How did you know to do that? I mean, at 18, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. That's why the psychology minor. Ah, okay. So that really helped. Right? But I was drawn to that and it gave me the tools to finally, I remember sitting in psych class in my sophomore year and or junior year and going, Oh my God, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's courageous just even to think outside the box. Like you said, you had the, the background with the psychology major and in chemistry well, to maybe see, okay, I'll experiment. Cause right. and effect. Right. Right. For your listeners, if there is a cause in your life, take full responsibility, a hundred percent responsibility and accept the fact that somehow you either need that as a learning or you need to wake up, right? And then be responsible and change the causes that you're creating, yeah. right? We have a great universe that we yeah. live in. It gives us the things we need. There's a song about it. You may not get what you want, but you will get what you uh -huh. need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's so powerful. <laughs> There we yeah, go. that is so powerful. It's it's basically it's it's in your opportunity, your hands to to make it make the change, you know. And then sometimes I, I want every, yeah. I want everybody in the world to be at minimum a millionaire, self made, yeah. because by becoming a self made millionaire, 
you've validated your self-worth to yourself. hundred percent, hundred percent can't right? disagree with that. And yeah. So make the commitment full on. And when you wake up, you know, yeah, you can cut yourself some slack for a little bit of time, right? Okay. Today I'm going to cut myself slack for 45 minutes mm -hmm. and then I'm back mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. I, I do take naps. Yeah. <laughs> you need that. You, you can't just go work all day and, and not take those naps. How are you going to keep going? So as, as far as going back to your business, uh, you know, Stellar Insights, are there particular companies that you assist uh, or certain areas like healthcare companies or anything like that? Or is it just more broad-based businesses? It's business to business, okay. okay? Not business to consumer. I've had a few of those, but I do better with the business to business because that's kind of what I was raised up yeah. in. I think better that way. But if they're ambitious and curious and kind, I've added that last one recently, <laughs> right? I have to right. like them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? I, just, I, get, I get paid three ways. Our interactions, okay. right? they have to be fun. Um, I do get paid financially. And also they pay me with their success. Yeah. Because that's my meaning. It's like my meaning. The reason that I do this is I, everyone I touch is significantly a different human being and better when we finish our work. I, I, I love that. I mean, that's the, it sounds like just the ultimate driver for what you do. The, all the financial obviously is just the, the result of that passion that you it's, have. It's a symptom. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great symptom to have, to be honest with you. Now, I guess, you know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of business coaches out there, right? It's a very popular um, profession to be in. Why would someone, why would someone want to work with Brad Smith? Why should they work with you? What would you say is your outlier? What makes you different? Because I understand them. In the first hour I talk to someone, and the first hour is always free, right? First hour I talk to someone, I help them and I understand their business, their personal character, the character of their business, and every one of the gaps they have in their business. Okay. All of them. And so I have a plan by the end of the first hour. I am intuitive as all get out. I listen with, I had a friend tell me one time, he said, Brad, when you listen, you listen with your whole body. <laughs> I listen with everything that I am to the things that they don't even know they know. Yeah. And I help them articulate the things they are thinking. You know how when you get a thought and it's kind of tickling in the back of your mind, you can't get mm -hmm. it out, mm -hmm. right? Can't get it into your analytical mind. Part of what I do with my clients is, I think this is a little different. I listen, if you would, to their subconscious. Okay so that I can help them articulate the things they can't get to. And I will call it out sometimes a month before they would have, or a year before they would have gotten to it. I, I'm an articulation. There's a reason why I named my company Stellar Insight. It's because all I sell is insight. I love that. So are, have there been experiences where you've, like you said, you've, you've told these CEOs, hey, I noticed this about you you probably don't notice it subconsciously and they're like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And then after some time, they're like, okay, you were right. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it happens all the oh, time. Oh, oh. <laughs> Most of the time, what I do is I articulate and validate the things they already okay. know, but they're just not doing yeah. it. And so if you line up a path from point A to, you know, a growth of the, you know, double the size of the growth, let's put that as the goal, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to double the size of the growth. What are the steps they have to grow through in the organization, in the organizational chart, in the people they hire, in how they hire, in how things are laid out? So it doesn't matter what industry it is. If they're ambitious, curious, and a kind human, I get to work with them. They will be better off at the end of it significantly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I love your website and I, I read one of your articles, um, you know, never waste a good crisis and how to use it for success learning. I really like that. Can you explain that article a little bit more and, you know, why you wrote it and, and more importantly, how you think by writing that article, it can help people? Well, if you take the history that I just talked about with my doctor mm -hmm. at 18 and look at the crisis that was in, right? 
I knew about, I'm a pattern watcher. And so I was watching the, reading the news about all the different leaders in the world, January of 2020, before COVID hit. And I said something, and I started telling people this, something's coming that will affect the whole human race, the whole world. Mm -hmm. And I know, I don't know what it is, but it's coming and it will be everybody. And so when COVID showed up and we realized how extreme it was, that's when I read the article, wrote the article, because it was a, a, it was a global human crisis. And the purpose of it was to wake us up like I did at 18 and say, how are we causing this? Yeah. And what can we learn? And so I believe part of the effect of it was we had to stay home, we had to stay away from each other. And so for a period of 18 months, we had to become more introspective to become self-aware. Almost the same exact process I did with my colitis. I had to go inside in order to understand what was going on outside my, my emotions. So I went in, I looked at my emotions, I looked at my physical body, I tracked all of the results and the details and the inputs, and I solved the issue. And now, how did you, you said you had this, you know, feeling, you know, in you that, that, Epiphany. you know, that something was going to happen <laughs> worldwide and, and change things. Was that just, just came to you or, or was it just through your experiences and, or you're looking at patterns and you see different things and it's getting to that point. How, how did that, how did that come into the mind? I was reading an article in the economist about Boris Johnson. And I just finished an article about Donald Trump and who was president at the mm -hmm. time and read him read about Boris Johnson, read an article about the gentleman that's the uh, Mr. Putin, and then the gentleman that's the uh, now leader in Turkey. And I'm going, there is something going on that makes me think about what was happening in the world before World War II happened. Yeah. I don't want World War Three. Yeah, no. But we need people with good character and we need deeper visionary leaders with more intuition that can see further and correlate more. And so as a result of that, I've said, I need to write an article. Yeah, I definitely uh, encourage everyone watching, listening, go read that article. It's, it's a great article. That's why I wanted him, you know, to be able to speak on it. Um, now just expanding kind of on what you had talked about, you know, with COVID hoping that people can turn inward and hopefully that, brings more positivity right into the world. Do you see that happening at all right now? I see people, some people who are willing to grow. Mm -hmm. Let's take the third part at the top, right? Mm -hmm. Socrates group. Those people are willing to learn and get better. Yeah. So what we're after in this, those people are already doing that. What I'm after with this is to have the middle third that are willing from their experiences, have them wake up and look inside and say, these are the patterns in my life. If I'm responsible and the cause, then I'm, I can have a significant difference in my life and the people I care about. Yeah. What do you think? My problem is I care about the whole human race. So. I mean, it's it's a it's a beautiful problem to have, and you know, um, I mean, for the for that third that you're talking about, what would be, what do you think could be the catalyst to to finally move them to the you know to the next hump and say, yeah, I've seen all the patterns. I know I don't know the unknown, but I'm willing now to take that that jump, and that's really why I wanted to create this because I feel the same way. I feel there's a lot of people who are right there and just for whatever reason, right? Life, the surroundings, they just don't want, don't have the confidence to, to take that leap on themselves after really turning inward. And maybe they haven't yet. Make the commitment to learn what's important to you. What's the meaning of your yeah. life? Yep. What's the purpose of your life, right? What, 
when we have a business, one of the things we do, we sometimes we don't articulate it, but we have a meaning that we're creating. I create more revenue, but I actually create better lives for literally everybody in that business. Yeah. Because from the, the top person down, the whole character of the company changes. That's my goal. My, my goal is, another way to say that is, the largest nerve on the human body, at least in the United States, in the Western culture, is the wallet nerve. <laughs> and so if I help them soothe their wallet nerve to where there's no you know, inflammation in the, in the wallet nerve, what I'm doing is I'm helping their whole life from the wallet out. That's a short way to say. By wallet, uh, wallet nerve, sorry. What do you mean by wallet nerve? Uh, meaning that no, to pay for services. How, sensitiz how sensitized we are to how much money I have. Got it. And am I struggling with yeah. money or am I got all the money I need and I'm just a complete jerk? Yeah. It's like, you know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. There's cures for that yeah. too. Oh so, yeah, there is. <laughs> so wake up and make the decision you're going to learn about what you can do to make your life better. And everybody can. There are no victims. There are no victims, no matter how horrific it is. There are no victims if you choose to learn from the experience. Well said. I mean, I, I love that you said there are no victims, you know, and I think people who don't choose, again, to, to look inwards, they, they, they look at themselves as victims. But if we decide to look inwards and decide to see how can we change, like you said, there's no victim. We're, we're just going to take well, it if forward. You stand back, if you stand back and look at all the circumstances in life, and you realize that if you live from the outside mm -hmm. in, you're at the mercy of everyone. Mm -hmm. But if you live from the inside out, no one can conquer you. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Now... Again, I love everything that you're saying and, 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 you know, what you do, I'm sure it comes with some bit of struggle in your business, um, in your industry, right. Being a business coach, uh, helping high level sure. executives. Um, what would you say is if, if for someone who maybe wants to venture in your pathway, right. What are some of the difficulties that you've, you know, had to overcome and how did you kind of confront that, uh, head on? I'm still confined, right? <laughs> yeah. Every day, right? Every day of, of a business every, owner, that's, every day, that, that's how right? life is. Well, okay. So if you want to get into coaching, I can't lead people anywhere I haven't been. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're the pioneer. So if you're going to be a coach, you've got to be a pioneer in your own life. Wake up, smell the roses, right? Choose to be the pioneer in your own life and learn like mad. And then you can share what you know for a fact is mm -hmm. true. Once you've boiled water in a pan, you can teach everybody in the world to boil water in mm -hmm. a pan, mm -hmm. right? So same yeah. thing. Yeah, gain experience, put yourself out there, vulnerability. Right, vulnerability. And the other thing is don't be hidden. Don't be hidden. I realized about four years ago, I've been hiding out for 21 years. So it's like, okay, fine. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to start being, so that's why I reached out yeah. to you and Chris, <laughs> so that I could do yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I'm so, don't be obscure. <laughs> well, I'm so, I'm so glad uh, that you did. And I think, I think that's a, a beautiful thing to, to share and say, um, because I think everyone, when meeting someone for the first time or relationships, I think today we just all want authenticity and I, Desperate. You know, and I think with, with everything that surrounds us, especially social media, you know, someone wants to be a friend. I'm always hesitant. Like, what are their intentions? You know? And it's so sad that we, that we think that way nowadays, um, because I, I generally, you know, want to be authentic to people and hope that the same can be reciprocated as well. And I think that's all what we're looking for. If. <clears throat> Starting with Steve Johnson, of course, the guy that my second grade yeah. guru, maybe that's his name, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> starting with that as a thought, if you always show up authentic, when you wake up, when you go to sleep and every interaction in between, if you're always truthful with yourself and truthful with the people you, in front of you, right? That you interact mm -hmm. with, you'll never be outside of authentic. 
sometimes I know things that I about people that I can't tell them yet. Okay. Silence is better than truth. That's painful. Painful is okay. I'm willing to be someone's brick wall. Right. And I'm, and I'm willing to do that, but I'm also not willing to be hurtful if it can be avoided. If I can find a kinder way to say something to someone and wake them up gently, I'm willing to wake them up, but I'm dead flat committed to them being. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever it takes to, because you know that at the end, that's going to benefit them and help them by helping them be, be awake. It's amazing. Um, so, so right now we're coming out of COVID, um, and usually with recessions, things like this, we see a lot of businesses starting up and I, I see like in my generation, the millennial generation, we're, we're moving towards more of a self-ownership entrepreneurship and, and wanting to be business owners versus say, uh, employees, or at least that's what I, what I'm noticing for you know, early stage business owners, what, what kind of advice do you think you could give them and part wisdom? I'm sure it's like, keep, keep going, <laughs> you know, don't stop. Don't let the, the brick wall it, hit you. It, right. Well, no, you hit a brick wall. Think of it this way. If you want to be a success, think of when you were learning how to walk. Do you know anybody on the face of the planet who quit learning how to walk because they were too lazy or it was too hard. No one. If they're physically capable to walk, all humans walk. And the reason why is everybody around them is an example, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in business, keep in it. I am currently listening to a book called the 10 X rule. And I didn't like the first part of it, but I dead flat agree with everything. He said, if you want it bad enough, you can get it but you've got to want it be, he doesn't use the word committed very often, but if you're committed to it deeply enough, you will wind up being successful beyond the level that you think you can achieve. And that's what I do with my clients. I will listen to them. I, I have a story. I went to dinner with a group of executives that I was taking through a two day retreat about how to kind of map out the future for their business, their strategic plan. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the conversation at dinner, I heard them talk about, well, we have this many opportunities show up. And I said, and you're taking this many. So they had been getting an average of two new clients a month for the last 10 years. And they opened up the possibility that they had seven they had somewhere between 700 and a thousand opportunities a month. Wow. And I said, and you're not built for taking care of that. Yeah. So I went into conversation with the CEO. I said, okay, you guys are going to do a hundred a month. That's your target. hundred new clients a month. Mm-hmm. Right. When I left them, they'd gone from two new clients a month to 54 new clients a month on a consistent basis, month after month after month, build up, build up, build up, build up. We had to redesign the whole company, put new people in place, everything. But it's like, they just said, guys, (laughs) there's a gap right Uh here. We're going to, I'm going to put a finger on that and hold it still so you can see what it actually is. That's the possibility. They hadn't even considered that they could grow 27 times faster than they were growing. Yeah. Yeah. And we proved it. Yeah. I think that's so powerful, especially for business owners to feel if you reach that cap, you know, reach out to someone like you to see what the possibilities are. Cause you, you help us think outside of the box. Cause we, I think oftentimes what we we're so busy working in the business that we don't work on the business. Right. And so I think as a, as a business coach, those are things that you guys do. Um, for a lot of business owners. I just realized what I need to do is if you've got a lot of entrepreneurs, they normally can't afford me. I'm not cheap because I'm very expensive. Yeah. I mean, very effective, yeah. right? But maybe I ought to put together a group of your listeners and take them through because they've all got pretty much the same things going mm-hmm. on. I could help them through that. That would be Yeah, fun. that would be, hey, that would be a great, uh, <laughs> great thing to set up. Now, what about, uh, for late stage business owners, you know, business owners who have been in the game for, for so long and, 
maybe they're contemplating, hey, is it my time to maybe give up the reins, pass it on to my children or, or sell the business? Succession. Right now we're going through a very, you know, awkward time in the economy, right? Inflation is at all time highs. Um, recession talk is no, no, it's constant, not. things like that, right? Or at least that's what the news is stating, right? Right, um, right. It's up. Let's put it that yeah, way. Exactly. It's up. What would you say as far as the type of advice for those type of business owners who are considering that? Um, what is the most important thing that they should be doing right now in if that's what they're well, contemplating? If they're contemplating succession, that means know your purpose, mm -hmm. right? What, what are you going? How long have you got? If I could have a, a two-year run before they decide to leave the company or a three-year run before they, right? One of the key things when you either hand it off or you go to sell it through a brokerage, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Is growth rate for the last two or three years leading up to that moment is something that's really important. Have me come in, help double or triple the growth rate, hold that consistently year after year. You know, it only takes two and a half years to add a zero to a company mm -hmm. if you're growing at 100% a mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So grow faster, right? get determined, but look at who you're going to have. What do you want the character of the company to be and who and what do you want the quality of that, you know, meaning continuation of the meaning? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that. Cause I, I think, and I don't know if you agree. I think a lot of business owners, again, they get so consumed working their whole life in the business that they really don't think about succession. And, and because, because of that, sometimes, right. They, they could have an unexpected illness all of a sudden pass away and they could be the key person that's the driver of that business and all of a sudden their families are are looking at the business at a much lower valuation because they didn't plan for it so it can leave their family in you know some financial despair or less than what they expected or what they were building for right yeah. uh, i just have a client who went through that so yeah. he was in a business that had gone through that um, plan for the future, figure it out. Always have a, if I get hit by a Mack truck, that's what I called it in one of my businesses. It's like, if we get hit by a Mack truck, what happens? Mm -hmm. right? So have a, an ongoing evolutionary succession plan. Yes. Building, look at it every year. What do we do if, right? If, you get, if you've got a business where you're buying key man insurance, Make sure you have a plan for who's number three, who's number two. Are they trained mm -hmm. yet? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Make sure you have a buy sell agreement, all of those things in place. Very, very yep. important. Um, so now we're talking about the next 10 years in the future. Where do you see your business of Stellar Insight? Where do you see yourself? Uh, I know you're a planner. So where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? Um, I want to coach governors because there's only one brad okay right i can train other people to do the business coaching that i do but i want to coach governors and that's my goal in order to do that i have got i've got to put a whole bunch of things in because you can't for some reason you just can't cold governor cold call governors and say do you want to coach with mm -hmm. me you have to kind of build reputation mm -hmm. so that's my that's my goal for the next two years can i ask uh why would you want to coach governors What's the, what's the idea or the hope behind coaching governors? Leverage. Leverage. If I can make, let's put it this way. One of the measurements you can have for the economic well-being of a state, actually for a company, but a mm -hmm. state, you take the, the full number of people that are involved and you divide that into the revenue. So in other words, dollars per employee, mm -hmm. you can do the same thing for a state. Dollars of GDP, gross domestic product per citizen okay. and if you do that division you've got a measure for the economic well-being of the people in that state what i would love to do is to go in with this with a, a governor and help them retool their entire social process and business process so that they can start increasing the gross domestic product their per citizen yeah that would be significant. Let's say if we raised the GDP per citizen by 10% yeah. of the United States, 
what would happen of the state of California, of the state of Oregon, whatever, state of New Jersey. Yeah. Do you, do you, you know, are there people uh, like you that do that right now for governors? Do you know? Is, is that something that's a, is that a thing right now? The only thing that I know, I believe so, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. There may be a few that have that. Um, Vera Katz was the uh, mayor for Portland, Oregon. Okay. And she was in office for four consecutive terms. And she picked up a coach her first term and he helped her through all three terms after that. Oh, okay. So that's what I would love to do. That's where I got the idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's within within your wheelhouse of, of trying to help everyone, right? You've conquered, um, you know, helping business owners and, and executives. Now it's how can we help, like you said, the, the community, the larger community um, even more. And I right. think that's just powerful. And I hope that that you're able to do that. I'm definitely going to be um, rooting for you and on your I'm side because <laughs> I think that will help. I, I'm yeah, yeah. I think overall that 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 will help. I just just in everyone, like you said, increase every citizen's GDP, whether that be through helping them financially, uh, through learning, like you said, education and wanting to learn. I, I personally feel, and I thought about it this morning, you know, if, if we had growing up more education around financial literacy, um, then maybe we might be in, in an even better place than we are today as an economy. But I'm so happy now that at least in most elementary schools, and I know in Florida, they, 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 the governor there, I think he just signed something that said that they're going to make it mandatory to teach financial literacy in school. And I think that's very promising for this next generation coming up, because I think that that could have helped a lot of people who, you know, you read articles right now where there's people that don't have enough in savings, you know, for, for an emergency, if that were to happen. And that's just so scary to think about, you know, how are they going to survive? And so I think with your plan, yeah, with your plan of, of trying to help the people in higher office, how can we do that? I think that's going to be just even more powerful and more beneficial for everyone. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely rooting for you <laughs> and we'll support you Good. in any way. Thank you. Uh, well, now, we now, well, so as far as, again, looking into the future, what, what concerns do you have, um, in, in business, you know, in your life, in your career? Looking ahead, what are some things that stick out that are concerning for you? I have to, I have to stop hiding. Yeah, you have to stop so, hiding. Okay. What, what do you mean by like that? One of the things he, well, it's time for me to teach people the things I need to teach that I'm capable of. I am capable of, and I, I have a podcast that I just started. I did a, my third episode this morning um, that I call the Visionary Leader's Mind. The key in that is you cannot be a visionary leader if all you use is the analytical mind. It's not built mm -hmm. for it. You have to have the intuitive mm -hmm. mind. People don't understand that when you you get an epiphany, right? You're washing dishes and things just, you know, taking a shower, right? Or waking up in the morning. It's like your brain is in an altered state. It's not in the beta where we do our analytical thinking. Mm -hmm. It's in the alpha or the theta brainwave level, and maybe even the delta. And my goal is to teach people the skills that I've learned with me as the beaker so that I know how intuitive I am. I understand what that feels like. I'm going to teach people that. So that's one of my goals is to start a training program for that. And that will happen sometime in the next few months. And then with the podcast, I have a book to write get that book out, the first one out. Yeah. And then kind of build up my repertoire of credibility. So that's one of my goals. Um, and then concerns. I, I don't have concerns. I have ambitions. There you go. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a good way of looking at it, right? Concerns, uh, might cause anxiety, but ambitions can help overcome some of that. Now you talked about, just mentioned a little while ago, and we talked about it when we first uh, chatted about alpha and theta and delta waves, right? And uh, I was talking about, oh, I listen to binaural beats when I uh, yep. study. Can you can you talk about that more? Because I think you had mentioned that that is uh, a tool that you've been using for, for years. In 25, yeah. 26 years. Yeah. Um, 
I wanted to, there's an organization and I'll give them a, a shout out here, uh, synchronicity.org or .com, excuse me, uh, the Synchronicity Foundation. They have a meditation process that uses binaural beat. You put earphones in, it puts in one sound here, puts in a slightly different frequency here, mm -hmm. and you get in the middle, you start out with, uh, we because we think in beta all the time, we don't need to worry about mm -hmm. that. Then it drops. So it starts out at alpha, trains your brain across the hemispheres to synchronize in the alpha brainwave level. Then it drops down and it does it in, it does it into the theta brainwave level, which is most of the sleep cycle. And then it drops down to the deepest one. The lowest, shortest one is the delta. And if the way you describe it in the dictionary or online, it says, if you're in delta, you're asleep. That's not mm. true because over time you can train your brain to hold those different brainwave levels open and still be conscious and active in the world. I know for a fact that I can, when I'm running mm -hmm. around right now, part of what I'm listening with is I'm in alpha, beta, alpha, and theta all the time, full open across my brain. I know that I've had it measured. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the benefits to you, uh, in, in being able to intuition. have that is into intuition, like you said, intuition, yeah. because if you, if you're intuitive, then you have a chance to, it, it, it your thinking is different. Yeah. It's like being in the middle of a room that's direct knowing rather than analytical thinking, this, 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 and this, and you get yeah. this, right? It's like straight yeah. in. It's a different way to live. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, helping with the, uh, the chemistry of the brain, the way of thinking by, by listening to these mm -hmm. different, uh, wavelengths. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, for those that want to look into it as well, I just go to Spotify and just type in binaural beats when I'm at work, there I go, go to YouTube and type in binaural beats so I can be listening to it while I work. Right. Um, and I right. think it helps. I, I, I believe in it as well too. I think it just, uh, and that's all about, like you said, learning and seeing how can we hack maybe ourselves to, to, to be even more uh, efficient in how we learn. Yeah. Yep. So, so of course, you know, this podcast, like we talked about is, is always destined to achieve more wealth for people, help them attract more wisdom and really just live more healthy and fulfilling lives. I know we've talked a lot about, um, what you do, but, but any advice that you can help pass along for people to help them attract a lot more of those things in their life besides, you know, what you mentioned already. When we're born, we wake up in the delta and then we progress into the theta brainwave level. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of our psychological learning, if you would, and decisions are lodged in our brain in the first five years of our life until we kind of wake up at age five, yeah. right? Then we get alpha and then we get, you know, the analytical mind shows up somewhere between five and six. When the analytical mind shows up, then it puts us into the beta our psychological stuff is and have access to the subconscious mind in the theta brainwave level. That's why, that's why hypnosis works. It takes you down. down mm -hmm. Okay. So with the binaural beat, when you train your brain to think like that in those ranges, you have access to more things to get more wealth into your life. You can use repetitive. I've done this for, I've done hypnosis. I've done repeated mantras in the morning and at night, and I do them, I'll take on a set and repeat them with breathing exercises for a year mm -hmm. and see what changes it mm -hmm. makes, right? So set out a positive, set out a positive set of affirmations and put them in, but also recognize that you have reasons that you're not wealthy already. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of have a vision, do the work, do more mm -hmm. work, mm -hmm. right? and then do work on yourself. Mm -hmm. If poverty is a psychosomatic disease, treat it as if you have to relearn who you yeah. are. Now, yeah, now, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I, I love, for example, you said you, you uh, recite a mantra to yourself every, you know, every day and you studied how did that change your thinking? And I think when people hear about, oh yeah, I need to have a mantra in life, they start Googling, what's the best, what's the best mantra you know, to, that I should right. have What's in my life, process? right? What's the best process, the fastest way to do that? What would you say for those people that are trying to maybe 
I don't call it a shortcut, but just maybe overthinking, right? Over overanalyzing it. What 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 they should do? Yeah, do it. Yeah, what what they should what should they be looking at and say? Okay, yeah, this is this is my mantra. Would you say it's just turning inward and um, let it come to you? There, there is a book called Let's see, what is it? Um, the money of energy. The money of energy. No, the energy. The energy of money. Uh, okay. Excuse me, I have that backwards. <laughs> Go get yeah. it. It'll take you down through your history with money and start with that as your basis. Yeah, yeah there you go. Nice. Go check it out. The energy of money. Right. Awesome. The energy of awesome, money. Awesome, awesome. So I know, I know, I probably already know the answer, um, but I always like to, to ask it. But at this point, you know, Brad, what do you say is your, your purpose in life? My, my purpose, the meaning I create is to teach people how to be better and to have fun while I'm yeah. at it. There you go. Have fun. I think that's an important thing too. have fun, right? <laughs> well, it, it, if we treated each other if, as well as we, you know, treat ourselves as well as we treat mm -hmm. others and we treat others as well as we treat ourselves, when we get that balanced, right, then we're being responsible. Be responsible for everything in your life. Look at the patterns and choose to commit to changing. Yeah. Learn from my colitis at age Yeah. Change who you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take that as a amazing example of how you just changed things, um, you know, and went against the grain. I think most people would have just taken the doctor's advice and say, okay, yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop doing the things that I love, you know, and you, you said, right. no, mm -mm, I'm going to figure this out and, and do something different. So cause and yeah, effect. I think that's a, that's a great mentality and a great trait to pr keep practicing. Um, so just a couple last questions here for you, Brad, um, 20 years from now, what would you say the Brad 20 years from now would tell you today? You're going to be successful. Make it happen. There you go. <laughs> and if you were not running stellar insights right now, um, what occupation would you be doing? Oh. I would be going back to school and getting my PhD yeah. in a combination of macroeconomics and particle physics. Those are two really deep hobbies. I've oh, got. wow. <laughs> nice. Nice. So maybe, maybe later, <laughs> maybe yeah. later. Yep. Um, and I love, I love quotes. I love business models. Um, any, any particular ones that you, you said you have mantras in the morning, any particular ones that you can share that sticks with you, that you go by, you follow. That I follow. Mm -hmm. uh, I have one on my wall right there. Be seen, be heard, engage, and inspire. There you go. Be seen, be heard, right? engage, and inspire. Right. I have on the back of my business card one by uh, Peter Drucker. The best way to predict the future is to create. Yeah. Awesome. Go. <laughs> there we go. All right. One last question. So if you had the power to put a thought right into every person's mind in the world, what would that thought be and why? If you commit deep enough to a goal, it's not if it will happen, it's only when and how. There you go. There you go. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you again, Brad, so much for being on Succession. I really, really enjoyed um, our conversation. And I know that a lot of our listeners are going to enjoy all of the wisdom and really just the, the conversations that we have. Now, if people want to learn a little bit more about you, um, how can they find you? You have a website, I'm sure, uh, social media. My, my website is stellarinsightinc.com. I'm on LinkedIn and um, there's the company name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, go to my website. You can click on a button and set up an appointment to talk to me. And you can also get my email address from that and email me. I'd love that. Yeah, perfect. Well, definitely, again, as, as everyone knows, I will also be putting that information in the show notes. So you'll be able to find uh, Brad's information there. So again, Brad, thank you guys. Thank you so much. And you know, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Succession, uh, where our purpose is to pay success forward. Uh, my name is Christopher Fu. Thank you again for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you guys are at. Thank you so much. Hope you guys have a great day.
I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Succession. Please hit that like button and subscribe so that we can continue doing more episodes like this. Also, please don't forget to pass it on to someone who you know enjoys podcasts or would maybe benefit from listening to this episode. The purpose of Succession is to have a community of thought leaders that give practical, effective, and inspiring advice to help you define your purpose and ultimately help you live a more fulfilling life. At my company, Mavenbridge Capital, we take pride in being fiduciaries and are dedicated to serving all of our clients in all aspects of their financial life. To learn more about how we can help you, please visit us at mavenbridgecapital.com or shoot us an email at hello at mavenbridgecapital.com. You can also find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Succession, where our purpose is to pay success forward. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Private Wealth Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra is. Maven Bridge Capital and Kestra Investment Services are not affiliated. Kestra is and Kestra is do not provide tax or legal advice. The opinions expressed in this commentary are those of the author and may not necessarily reflect those held by Kestra Investment Services, LLC or Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. This is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific investment advice or recommendations for any individual. It is suggested that you consult your financial professional attorney, or tax advisor with regard to your individual situation. Comments concerning the past performance are not intended to be forward-looking and should not be viewed as an indication of future results.